have a funny story about this song. Hey, when the music plays, you hush it. Now i got to find out what that story is. Yeah, we want to hear it. i got a great one, too. It's about how I almost drove my car off the road into Mexico. Yay! That song got me out of it. Everyone. Is it that good, Katie? Jeez, Louise. All right. Here. Let, let's uh, let's do a little here. introductions, all right? Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. I'm usually here, occasionally. <laughs> uh, Dave, I just want to say about our guest tonight, we don't do a lot of guests. I love our guest very much, and she knows that I love her very much, because she is as good a friend as you and I have had. Exactly. For, I don't know how long I've known you, too long, but my favorite thing about the lovely Katie Temple was the night I met Katie Temple. You were out. We were at KFMB. Remember this, Katie? It was Valentine's Day. And so I said, like not even thinking, I said, you know what we'll do? We'll bring Katie in and we'll bring Julie Brownman in. And it was so fun. Yeah. They come in. You'd been out for like a week. And the night before, um, Mark Grant had been in. We had a bunch of different people that were filling in while you were out. Mud says on the air, who's here tomorrow? I said, oh, it's going to be really fun. Julie, who I'm great with, and Katie Temple from Channel 6 is coming in. Mud said, I'm crank calling the show. (laughs) So they come in. We're having a great time. We're talking about everything. And I know it's Mud. Yeah. Because whoever we had running the board punches him up. And he's like, you know, let me just tell you, you got these two hussies in here, and they should probably be whipping up meatloaf. And Julie's laughing, and I see Katie go from like zero, and it's starting to heat up, right? Getting red. Yeah. And she's, no, she didn't even get red. That's like when you go, this girl will shank you. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? I just think you should probably know your role, and that role's not sports. And Katie's getting heated, and all of a sudden Mud's like, Hey, Katie, it's Mud. How are you? And she was this close to going, Fuck you, Mud, you fucking dick. And she held it together. And we've been friends ever since. Hi, Katie. Great story. That's the best, right? I mean, they always say you can never make a second first impression. Well, it was great. And she stayed friends with us. She didn't tell you and me to, well, no. you, you had nothing to do with it. She could tell me and she's your girl and she's my girl that was fun that was great and mud's great once he said that i said okay i took myself very seriously back then my uh, <laughs> we were just saying but that katie you had to though right at I, that time i think i mean i think th- when i was coming up in it in sports i've there was always the kind of why is she in it why is she in it and so i wanted to did they sure. tell you that before you got into television that hey you know just because you're a woman it's going to be that much tougher on you than if you were a man I, I had various people tell me that and then i also saw the way that people reacted yeah right when when you told them what you were doing so i think that i mean i again if i could do it again i probably wouldn't have taken myself so seriously however I'm proud of that because I, you know, kind of made sure that I was very kind of specific about certain things, right? It's important to, you teach people how to treat you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, as you guys know, it's, 
the challenges aren't as much as about being on the air because you can just practice and practice yeah. and practice mm-hmm. like you and I used to do just to get better. But it's the stuff when you're not live and you're when you're a young woman and you're hang- and you're mm-hmm. in the locker room and you're in the clubhouse in the dressing room and waiting for people to talk and figuring out how to bother them and not to bother them and all that downtime when yeah. you're there. That and I know that it's not about women. Men in that situation are are intimidated as well. Oh, you're right. That's what I was going to ask you. I don't think I've ever asked you a locker room story. But for guys, guys don't like going to the locker room either. We like we prefer the guys to be dressed. I know. I don't know about Jeff, but I'm sure he handled it the same way as me. Whenever we had to do an interview right after a game, I'd always say to the guy, "You want to get dressed first. I mean, you know, some guys don't give a shit. But I'd always go. You know, do you, I would always give him that option. You want to get dressed first. And I remember uh, I was just thinking of, of bad experiences, but I remember covering the NBA. And, you know, everyone in the NBA is so fucking <laughs> tall. I mean, I'm 6'3", and you think figure out where different parts are, and if you don't see the right person coming to the locker, you're like, holy shit, this could be bad. But I remember I had to interview Hakeem Olajuwon, and I had to wait for him to get out of the shower, but I also needed to get somebody else. And the time it was Otis Thorpe. Remember Otis Thorpe? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so Otis Thorpe is sitting down, and Hakeem's locker is right next to him, and my goal is – yeah, you know, I just don't want to get hit by Hakeem. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. I have my microphone out, and I keep looking towards the shower door, and Otis Thorpe leans forward to put a sock on and hits his head right into the microphone. Oh, ouch. Leaves a round mark right on his forehead. He's like, what the fuck? You know, he, he yells at me, <laughs> and I'm like, shit. I didn't hit him in the head, but he, he thought I'd move my mic when he went yeah. and put a sock on. Sure enough, he puts a second one on. Same fucking thing. You know, he has two fucking round marks. Like, you remember you yeah. play Atari and you take that yes. suction thing <laughs> and stick it on your forehead and you have that mark for about a week? And I was like, fuck. And then the whole thing, because I was paranoid about even being a guy, I just didn't want to be around another naked guy. Right. Yeah. So as a girl, you don't want to get caught, number one, looking. Two is, is it uncomfortable? I have a job to do, but right. fuck, it's weird to have people you're interviewing with no clothes on. Well, I think the thing is, is that th- this is their private time. This right. is their space. I mean, guys are getting, they're getting ice, they're getting heated, they're all kinds of treatment. They're, um, you know, playing cards. They're yeah. getting ready mentally. They're listening to music. They're doing whatever they need to do to get ready for the game. So you don't, you just don't want to be in anyone's private space, yeah. right? But, but the problem is, is that, you have to get a story. And so that's the way that it goes. I mean, when, when I was covering San Diego state in college, they bring the athletes out to you. I don't know if you remember that, but man, and when you're doing pro, you got to be in there and you just go after it. Yeah. And I think as you guys remember, it's the, the, um, the sports are different. Baseball is different than football. Mm -hmm. You know, baseball, there's a lot of downtime, especially if you're doing pregame stuff, especially the pregame stuff. There's a ton of time. And depending on how many stories you have and who you need, right? Yeah. I remember when I was covering the Braves and, you know, you're in the dog days and they're uh. not and they're not in the hunt. So you're trying to find a story and there's they're not going to make the playoffs. And so you're thinking, OK, what's waiting for Chipper Jones, right? Chipper Jones has either an injury or he's got a hitting streak going or something. You're waiting for him and you're waiting for him. And. If he doesn't feel like coming out for a while, you you have to stay there because there's that minute that yep. they leave, oh, right? You know that fear where absolutely. So I just I think that's one of the things that people don't realize. It's the off camera stuff that where you really want to be in a situation. You don't want to be so immature. You don't want to send people young people in there. No. It's too much no. to handle. It is, it's too and the much. players are watching. And yeah. you nailed it, Katie. Locker rooms are not known for their maturity. And they're all watching, and it's it's all a game. And I remember we had a reporter, uh, Dave knows who it was, at KFMB, 
who would do this stupid shit where she would grab kind of the back of the shirt of her photographer and she would walk like it was a goddamn conga line yeah. with her head down. And I'm like, you're just drawing attention to yourself. Stop it. Walk in. I told her, go in, own the fucking room. Okay? Go in, own the room, do your bit, and get out. And you'll be fine. And, but when you go too far on the other side, then you're impacting it, not only for yourself, but for Katie and for Julie and for everybody else. I just felt like, I always felt like it was an attention grab. I really did. What's interesting about that is people do ask me what that was like. And when you, you guys know this, especially if you're covering football, I mean, baseball too, but fifth, there's so many guys in there. You've got, you've got, you've got a deadline, number one. So you have a certain amount of time that you can get it in. Then you're thinking, okay, I've got to get the main story. Who do I have to talk to for the main story? Then we have a couple sidebars. How was the running game? How was defense? Who had, who was the star of the game? Was there something special? Was there an, was there an injury? So you're thinking about, especially with when the chargers were in town, Yeah, Yeah. you've got a lot to cover in a short amount of time. And there's a ton of guys in, in the locker room right and you're trying to figure out okay how am i going to get at the time lt andrew and antonio and junior and steve foley and how am i going to get all yeah. these guys at a certain amount of time so that i'm lucky to get space at their locker mm-hmm. and then get enough to be done before i go to the next guy and get out of there in time to get everything that and you usually need. the guy in the locker next to those guys weren't stars at the game right. yeah. and they're in a bad mood and they're they want everybody's get, stepping on their they're foot stepping, yeah. and that's what happened yeah. that's when especially Especially, well, you guys remember if it was especially Tomlinson or Drew Brees yeah. Or, yeah. or Junior at that time. I mean, I'm a, I'm aging myself, but even Rivers, right? I mean, he yeah. always had people around. But it's it's strategic, and people think you you, you know what was it like? Giggle, giggle, and it's, and I say you're in the it's moment. Yeah, I mean, there were some awkward moments for sure because it's life. But I'm grinding. I yeah. got to get and certain, it's hot as fucking. Oh. And it's hot and. <clears throat> And you've yeah. got to get positioned for your photojournalist, yeah. and yeah. you got to get your stuff done. How early did you know? I felt like we knew pretty early when it came to you that you all right over there? Yeah, I'm drinking bourbon. Yeah. Uh, Katie's felt, a bad influence. Oh, right? she's such a bad influence. <laughs> your credibility, and I'm not just telling you this because you're a friend. This is true. Dave, Dave, you'll back me on this. Katie, you had credibility very, very quick in this market. And number two part for you. Number one, did you know it? Did you ever really truly feel it? And what do you think it was that established it, right? Just professionalism, likability, combination of both? Well, thank you, first of all. Absolutely. I think it's professionalism. Yeah. I mean, I think that if you go in there and you're prepared and you know who you want to talk to and you are spend the time. I mean, the athletes will tell you, and I know you guys know this, especially baseball players, that's a long season. Yeah, baseball players aren't the best guys either. But if you're in there every day in the bad and the good they will they will talk to you and if you just and you go out and you just consistency consistency i remember one time i had an intern and um she was talking to ladani and tomlinson i keep mm-hmm. saying these kind of old old no, school names good. but and uh he said what's going on and she said i'm interning for katie and he said well you're learning from the best isn't that cool cool and i'm like I'm good. What was what was Chipper like? Because and Jeff doesn't know because he's not a guy from the South, but I'm a Southern guy. Katie's a Southern person. People in the South, Jeff, believe Chipper Jones is better than Derek Jeter. Like Chipper yeah. Jones is the shit. What was it like being around Chipper every day? 
great because Chipper doesn't shy away from anything and he is the same exact he's very he's authentic period so he's the same guy that you hear on TV off TV and I loved covering him I mean the only regret is that they didn't go further when I was there because I was there 06 07 08 but uh, Chipper was great because he obviously knows the game, Hall of mm-hmm. Famer, and would talk, listening to him, if you could get him just talking about hitting Dave as a baseball fan, yeah. huge fan, you would have loved it because he could just, if you get him and he's not rushed and he's just talking about hitting whatever it is, whether it's about what he's working on, what he and his dad talked about, sometimes um, when the baby Braves were coming up, and yeah. McCann and Frank Coor and Kelly Johnson and Kyle Davies and... These guys were all local that were all coming up with the Braves, and he would talk about them. You know, he would he would see something in that that McCann was doing, yeah, and he would just make a quick tweak, and that would be it. And you know, McCann's no stranger yeah. to success at the plate, but he was always really easy to deal with. N- never said no, and was really fun when you just were talking about hitting. I mean, he just knows everything about the game. So I'm a big I'm a big big Chipper fan thing I love about Katie, there's a million things I love about her, but what I tease her about all the time is you will still see her on Channel 8, and you roll into Channel 8. Do you have any days coming up? Because I always seem to just find you when you're on my DVR. June you never 7th. Tell me. June 7th. June 14th. Oh, good. Okay, great. And the thing that I love when you're on Channel 8 is you just roll in, and it feels like you've done it every night. And whether you're doing a radio show or TV, or whatever job it may be. You can't roll in once a month and make it look as easy as you do. And I always tell you, I go, I just love it. It makes me laugh every time. There had to have been one night. There had to have been one night where you were just like, what's the word I want? Just combobulated, you know? Where it just was like, it all, right? I, I could give you 90 from this show where Dave and I just, where the train just went right off the rails. They're great, right? Those are the ones you remember because you survive. What's the one, Katie? Because I don't know. I don't think it happened here. Did you ever have one where it was just like, what the hell is going on here? You know what? When I was at Channel 6 and I was at a service on Saturday for our beloved Jason Cantor. And so there were some people from Fox 6 there. And this one guy and I were talking and he said, I remember when you had to do an entire sports cast without video. Oh wow. oh, wow. And that's where I felt <clears throat> sports without video. I felt like it was three years I was yeah. out there. Yeah. But I think Channel 8, those guys are so good to me, Todd and Jake and yeah. the producers. And so it's different now. But I mean, when I was coming up at six, there was. Did something- you ever have a live shot, though, where you were out somewhere and just you're out and just shit falls apart? I did a live shot with the Padres and Ike Cadrill at the time was shooting my live shot. We were in spring training and okay. it started raining literally in the break leading to the oh, home no. camera. No umbrella? No umbrella. We didn't even see it coming and he and the camera gear, I mean yeah. everything you're worried about. Lit, honestly, you're more worried about camera at that right. point, right? Right. Those guys lose their equipment and they're in big trouble. Yeah. So, so anyways, but Ike grabbed there were pool tables and stuff yes. or, or not pool tables but car tables and stuff because it was spring training yep and he blocked he did this magic within in a break leading up to the the sports cast where he grabbed these tables and blocked the water and got them in and got and so the water was all deflected and you and it was this is in the break before the we're on the air yeah live man so there, it's fun there's no adrenaline right it's what it's what darren smith darren smith and i went out about a year ago 
and got really hammered. <laughs> it was great. I needed it. And we went to the high dive. You know where the high dive is over on Morena? And we're just sitting there and drinking. He got way more fucked up than I did, just for the record. Are you allowed to say that? Did Darren did? He's yeah. not employed. What does it yeah, matter? Well, yeah, fuck. He just got fired. What's yeah, he doing? His bosses don't care enough. He's doing a show on the couch for his cat. See, though, his cat knows he's probably fucked up today. But we were sitting there before he got so hammered he couldn't put a sentence together. And we said, why do we keep coming back? And he nailed it so perfectly. Like, the kid's so smart. And he said it's that adrenaline that you get when your thumb's right above the red button. The music starts playing for you, Katie, right before the camera Mm -hmm. goes. And he said for us, radio guys, we all do the same thing. You all look over your left shoulder, you clear your throat. And he goes, it's just that feeling of what the fuck? And he goes, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't can't find that with all respect. If you're working at a mattress firm, like some... (laughs) donkey walking in to buy a futon you don't get that same adrenaline it's an adrenaline rush high risk it's fun though you're right right it is it is about the adrenaline i always say to dave my my favorite one uh dave i remember well dave may have his own but for me my favorite one was mike de giovanna from the angels i literally locked up on kfmb a fifty thousand watt station from san diego to san francisco i could not say his fucking name and I had to make him reintroduce himself. We have to reset. When you're doing live radio, they want you to reset every seven minutes. So I'd say, Mike, tell everybody who you are. Because I could not say Mike DiGiovanna. But why, you got to practice those names. He would. I didn't give he a did. shit. No, during did. the break, you did, and you fucked it up. Yeah, I mean, I could it do Kabir Baja Biamila. Baja Biamila. Yeah. yeah, Kabir Baja Biamila. I had I to practice that, that one. Day. Akbar Baja Biamila. Do you know who I couldn't talk? You know who I could never book because of this fucking guy? <laughs> I could never book Nancy Gay yeah, to talk. I'd laugh. I could never book uh, John Crumpacker was yeah. a great guest. We could never <laughs> pat, book him either because David laugh at all these names. I'd always say to Dave in our office, yeah. Dave, you want John Crumpacker on tonight? No. <laughs> but I don't remember you ever, did you ever get locked up? Well, you did all the intros, which made it easy for me for the most yeah. part. And so Mike you, did you yeah, on he, it he had every a, time I see him. Yeah, he, guy. the names. The, the part that I was, it's funny when she was talking about television and the rush of TV. One is I don't even know who the main guy was, but I don't th- I don't know if it was CS or not. But this is back in two thousand four, two thousand three. It was the Holiday Bowl, and you let me go down to the Holiday Bowl. You stayed back in studio, and I did Aaron Rodgers' last interview while he was still in college, and I thought that was coolest shit. And he was sitting there, and he had the Joe Montana T-shirt on underneath, and I was like, we knew this guy. We thought was going number one. But he is a Hall of Famer, and I thought that was cool as hell. That was the first time I've ever done TV outside of the studio. I had a great time doing it. But I was horrible at golf highlights. I would make shit up. Like, I didn't even – like, Mike Lamar would bust me and go, did yeah. you just say that was hole six, par 11? I go, probably. I don't know the fuck I said. Why were you so bad at golf highlights? Oh, my God. I just sucked at it, and I hated them. I was like CS where CS. I just fucking hated it. I loved baseball and basketball. But I was like, oh, fucking golf. And he goes, Katie loves golf. And I said, <laughs> fuck, she's better than I am at this shit. That's for sure. But um, Was it fun to interview Aaron, though? That, that was cool because we we thought he was going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. And they lost. Remember, they lost such to, a dick to Mike Leach in to, Texas Tech. To Mike Leach and Sonny, Sonny Crumbie. Yeah. 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 And um, <laughs> But it was for me, that was a cool experience. And, and I had a great time doing it. But that, that was the, the radio part. For us, was always fun, just like we're, we're doing now. There's nothing in front of our face except a computer screen that mm-hmm. shows how long we've been on there. It was, to me, radio is tougher than TV, 
but then at the same time, there's a whole art to TV with the highlights and sure. and everything else and making sure things match up. And, and I think Katie told me the toughest thing in television is the go-between when, let's say, oh, Esther's yeah. going to th- Yeah, the, and I was like, that seems like the easiest part. It is easily mm-hmm. the toughest part mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like the news people don't want to talk to you. Like you aren't <laughs> like you aren't legit. I remember, I don't know who the girl was. I don't think it was Marie Arcega Dunn. But I, it might have been where she was walking out. She They do stories, and then they're not even on air, but they're doing stories they're going to play later on. And walking out, and she says, good night, everyone. And then Mikey Lamar says, good night, because today's Dave's first day on there. And she put her purse down, and, oh, fuck, I got to see this shit. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. You know, it was just a big train wreck that's about to happen. Like, you know, I'm going to watch the train wreck. And nice. I was like, holy shit. Yes, but it was – there is a different art to it, but I, I did always prefer – TV, I mean, radio to TV. I felt like we put more time, tying our time, putting our makeup on than we did on air. Steve Price is great with you on Channel Yeah, eight. they're great. Yeah. Uh, they're they're great. Yeah. Yeah, Steve, he's fun. He loves sports, which is fun, yeah. right? I mean, that's what's fun about it. And Barbara, well, he looks out for you. Apps always. Yeah, they always. do. He's great. And, you know, he loves that USC. Right. He and Carlo. Right. And Barbara Lee, by the way, is one of my faves. Funny. Hockey yes, fan. Hockey fan. Loves hockey. Loves right. tennis. Dry sense of humor. Oh, the Love best. It. Love we, it. We told that story about her and Bade when they came to town and they were together. They had just. They won. were drunk too. They were. San Diego Magazine, <laughs> like people to watch. You know that building, Katie. I'm walking down the hall and it's a huge building. There's a main hallway between TV and radio. The restrooms are there. So Dave and I are on the air, and we're walking. And Bade and Barbara Lee come in, and they're like, hey! (laughs) And I was like, whoa! They had these shitty little trophies that they'd won, right? (laughs) And uh, Tom Blair put together San Diego Magazine. Are you on the air right now? Like, yeah. Well, we just won this award, and we want to talk about him. Like, get your little chicken asses down here. Let's go. So fun. But um, Katie's here for a reason. Because a week from tomorrow night, which is the 21st of May, we're all going to Little Italy. We're all going to the landing in Little Italy because it's a great, great cause. Uh, I was deeply impacted by cancer when my best friend of 35 years, Shane Marin, Cheech, uh, life ended incredibly quick. Diagnosed March 1st, gone May 1st. And it's devastating. And Katie has a fantastic event coming up. And there's going to be charity items. There's going to be drink. There's going to be food. Our guy, Tad Ryan, and disappointing Joseph, who I love like a brother, uh, just said, hey, man, we need you again. And those guys are so good. They're playing. And we all want you to be there. We need you to be there, more importantly. As I say about all of these things, the party's going to be great. If you're listening to this, it'll be better if you're there. Yeah. And especially for Katie, who never asked and never, I don't know that you've ever asked for anything in our 20 years of friendship. But when she said, hey, I got an event and we got to get the word out, I'm like, come on down. Let people know what's going on, Katie. Yeah, thank you for that. Absolutely. So I'm a woman of the year candidate for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, nice. which so means great. that 
by June 1st, I, I want to raise a lot of money mm-hmm. to help beat cancer. And it started March 22nd, so it's a sprint. And um, one of the things that we're doing is we're having an event, and I'm kind of finding my way through it. But it's at the Loading Dock, which is a great space in Little Italy, a lot of space. Oh, yeah, I gave the wrong name. The That's Loading okay. Dock. It's a Loading Dock. Little Italy's Loading Dock. So they've got a bunch of flat screens, so it'll be fun because the Padres have a game, and then the NBA playoffs will be on. And so they donated their spot, which is great. And they're going to have, so we'll have anything that you want to drink, cocktails, Mm -hmm. beer, water, whatever. And then Disappointing Joseph is going to be live. I mean, I reached out to Tad. Yeah. Hey, friend of Dave and Jeff's, what <laughs> yeah. do you think? And he was, he's been great. They're putting it on their page. So disappointing Joseph's going to play live music. So great. And he's all about it. Anytime I text yeah. him with a question or, or anything, he's, he's on board. I love those guys because when we did our event last year, uh, Tad reached out and he said, hey, we're an 80s band. <laughs> do you need a band? And I go, yeah. And he goes, okay, well, here's our site. I go, no. I'm like, I just want to hear you tonight. And if you remember, if anybody who was there with us at the East Lake Country Club, thing that I remember, and I want to ask you about Gimme Shelter, because this is why <laughs> Tad's my guy. I had told this story about 10 days before the event that everything was going along, everything's great when you fight depression, which is a constant daily battle. Um, Every now and then you just have those days that go a little weird. And I had this day that went really, really dark. And to the point where I was 100% ready to park the car and just go to Mexico and see you later. I wouldn't have, like I said to Dave on that show, the money was put aside in an account. I knew everybody could get to it. I was just done. And for whatever reason, I ended up at the Target on Sports Arena Boulevard. And I'm walking in the back, and when you fight that, you start feeling an anger, like you're getting mad because it's 11.30 at night, and the solution that I need for my problem, I'm like, I know they don't have it. I know they don't have it. And I got there, and for whatever reason, the target had the best of the stones, which is exactly what I wanted. And I got in my car, and that CD went in, and it started working its way through, but the song I wanted to hear was Gimme Shelter, and that's why Dave's great. We start with it every night Mm -hmm. to try to keep me somewhat balanced but on that night on august 1st as everything is going on and we're just hearing different music i hear the opening strains of that song and it stopped me in my track like three different things did that night and i looked at tad and he just fucking looked at me and i go this son of a bitch man where you go it was just like him just saying i got your fucking back and you just go they were so good like, they were so good on that song. That's not an easy song. And they were so good. And I just, I love those guys, man. Because yeah. for what they did for us that night. But to take it, Dave, and to fine tune, like, yeah. Dave and I were like, I don't know what the, what the fuck are they going to play? Pet Shop Boys? I don't know what the hell they're playing. <laughs> Which would have been fine. Well, okay. We love any 80s. Right. They didn't play any of that. It was all know, stuff was... that they had heard. And it just it meant the world to me. What's your Gimme Shelter story? <laughs> So, you know, I listen to various podcasts, including the Dave and Jeff show. Yes, I've heard those guys. Beautiful nice shirt. It's yeah. in my weekly rotation. But what's funny, and this may not be funny to you guys, but it's funny to me. So if I'm, I also listen to Oprah, maybe. <laughs> right? Right. Or certain we kind, go back to back. Or Deepak Chopra, for okay. example. So nice. there's some kind of Zen-ish, Zen-ish 
um, podcasts that I'll listen to as well. Yeah. And what's funny and annoying is that for whatever reason on my phone, anytime any podcast is over, mm-hmm. that song comes on. Really? Really? Yes. So that you're, for whatever reason, automatically, no matter what I'm listening to, whatever podcast, yours comes on after. Oh, wow. And it's funny because I'll be listening to something kind of like Deepak or meditative, and then I hear that, give me shelter, and I'm like, I'm going to kill those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know know what's funny? Nick Saban and his wife listen to that song after every single game. Yeah. They drive home in the car, and that's the first thing they put on every single time. That's what they've been doing for years. Interesting. Yeah, and, Alexa, he, bro. and he goes everywhere to where the stones are. Like, you know, that's obviously nice. Jeff's going to see the stones in a couple months, and uh, he says he'll sneak in. He'll find the stones. He'll wait till it goes dark. and Sneak then, in? It's like 100 a ticket, the cheap and, bastard. And so, no, he sneaks in so people don't bother him. Oh, I see yeah, what you mean. Oh, yeah, because in, in the sense. South, everybody recognizes oh, God, Nick right. Saban. So they'll <laughs> be in Atlanta or they'll be in Nashville, and – he said, lights go down, and him and his wife sneak in, but they go see the stones as, as much as they can. They love that song. Yeah. Yeah. What I, keeps I you... love talking to Josh Pelle about, <laughs> about that Saban. whole experience. Yeah, just all of it, yeah. I love yeah, it. that whole experience. Do you find now, when you go in and, and you're doing Channel 8, you get caught up immediately, but is it crazy to you how quickly everything that was so important to us not that long ago... All of a sudden now, like if I said, hey, what'd you think of the Chargers draft? What do you think of Manny Machado? When you hear it, do you go, Katie, do you go, oh, yeah, well, I saw him. He's got this, this, this. Or do you look and go, God damn, I couldn't tell you what he did. I'm excited about the Padres. Got it. But you know but what yes, I'm saying. I mean, From I, when well, it's I was our obsessed. Beat, I mean, that was your beat. Right. That was you needed to know everything. And now when you can just be a casual fan mm-hmm. and just it, hang out, do you like it? Or do you I miss, do like it. Do you miss... The beat where we had to know everything, that unique angle to the story. Both. Yeah. Both. I mean, I like when I'm in here in this incredible garage. <laughs> the Honestly, garage is great, right? I love the garage. There's Thanks. a little too many Dodger things in <laughs> Yeah, way too many. I'm gonna There's some Padre stuff. There's Tony Gwynn over there. There's where? a Padre helmet right yeah. over there. Okay. There's no giant stuff, though. There's no giant. You will not find giant stuff. No, but there's Raider Nation, which I like. (laughs) But it's nice in here, and it may, you know, and it's nice to see the monitor. That kind of feels like a sports department, which I love. Yeah. Just because you know that, you know. It's fun, right? It's fun. It's relaxing. Mm -hmm. But yes, I mean, it's, you're trading things, right? When you move into different. Yeah. You're, you're trading your anxiety or your for something else, yeah. right? Where you kind of, I was explaining to someone recently where you kind of feel like when I was covering the Braves, Bobby Cox would always talk at four o'clock and you guys mm-hmm. know this. And if you miss it, you just yeah. wonder, am I missing everything right? yeah. mm-hmm. for one day when or ideally he's not going to say much anyways, because he doesn't, yeah, he's but, like the loyal guy that doesn't give too much away. But you yeah. pick up a lot. You know, I always tell people you can watch every single Padre game and read every single thing you want on the Padres. Unless you're actually there, you're getting 50% of what's really going on. And then when, to show you how much that I thought we knew, because Jeff and I covered the Padres more than anyone I knew, when Josh was at Alabama, I would read as much as I could and I'd watch as much as I could and all this. And then he would tell me stories of what really happened. Mm -hmm. And I realized, man, even as the media, we're only getting 50% of what really happens. Like you really don't have an idea unless you're in that circle. You can be the biggest fan in the world, but unless you're a player or a coach, you're never going to be in that circle. Well, if you're around, it's not about being in that circle either, but if you're around it and you're seeing the nonverbal and all the body language yeah. and kind of the way that the players treat each other, you can kind of tell who's who's more of a leader and who's not. Yeah. And, and all that nonverbal stuff, I think being there is the most important to kind of 
get the vibe, which is why it's nice when you're on the beat. Yeah. Because you really, really, really can know the team. Are you a Braves fan also? Yes. Okay, still. Mm. See, it's funny. Is Freddie Freeman came along after you, right? Mm-hmm. We're in Atlanta. Just a, just a second after me, yeah. And it's funny. I always tell this Freddie Freeman story on different teams that I coach. And kids always take this story. Freddie Freeman is a kid, that Southern California sure. guy. Okay, obviously everyone knows he's a great first baseman mm-hmm. for the Braves. But Freddie Freeman's mother passed away at an early age. Mm-hmm. And because of that and his fear of losing people close to him, Freddie Freeman hugs everybody. Mm-hmm. And he, one of those things, if you meet him, he hugs you forever. <laughs> and his teammates started doing it. And we talk about the Braves a few years ago there in the postseason. Then they decided to do what the Padres did and get rid of basically everyone and we'll start the youth movement. Well, they beat the Padres to the punch. They, they won their division a year ago. And they do the, this hugging thing. So I told the story to one of my teams. And... Those kids were now about uh, 10 years old, I think, when I told the story. Well, they grew up together. Almost every one of those kids ended up with a college scholarship or now with a major league team, including, Jeff knows a few of them, Julian Escobedo at San Diego State, Casey Schmidt, All-American at San Diego State. And those kids hug each other. My Benita Vista team, they do the same thing. It all started because of the Freddie Freeman story. And you know what? It's really funny how it has taken off and the caring for each other and playing as a team and not individual. I steal that from Freddie Freeman. I just find the guy fascinating over a, a tragic loss that those kids hear that story and go, well, that guy's in the big leagues. If it works for the Braves, it might work for us. And these kids have adopted it. I love it. Yeah, it's crazy. I love it. Good for you. I love all the success you guys are having. Yeah, it's That's kind of, fun it's, it's to kind, watch. It is. It's kind of nuts. That's a change, good story. But that, it changes it, right? Mm-hmm. It makes it real. Yes. It's yeah. about, they've said something a long time ago, which I love. And I, I think you said on the KUSI piece, which is, you were talking about making memories. Yeah. And at a certain point, it's what I've said to my sons, right? I'm like, the days are no longer about, hey, it's the weekend. It's about what's the memory we're going to make today that when next Saturday shows up, we're like, man, last Saturday we were doing this. And Dave was the first guy to say that. And he doesn't get many things right. So when he does, <laughs> uh, it's great. But I love that, man, because you can see the connection with the kids I think what Dave has in a lot of ways, and I rarely say this about him, what I love about watching Dave's team is it's that end scene of Jerry Maguire. It's that end scene because Dave's team is Cuba Gooding and Jerry Maguire, and the team on the other side, those dumb fucks, (laughs) they're Bob Sugar. They don't know what to do. Like, hey, what should we do here? That's the way I feel about our podcast. There are a lot of fucking guys that are trying to get in the podcast business right now. They're fucking Bob Sugar. Listen, <laughs> Ben Higgins is the nicest guy in the world. He has zero fucking trauma in his life. I don't, I'm not going to fucking waste my day tuning in to find Ben. Tell me about if fucking Urias should be up. Who cares? I wish my life. I just saw Ben the other night. It was great. It's not a shot at Ben. Ben fucking works his ass off. He's nice as fuck. But in the podcast world, you gotta be a little fucked up. Dave and I are <laughs> right. I love what I love that I love that you said, Dave, that you wanted to be the coach that you wanted when you were younger. You want to be a coach yeah. of these players, and that you are not going to yell, and that you're going to teach. Absolutely, that's what we do. I yeah. just think that to your point about the memories. I mean, if you think of where we all are now, think if right. we would have had that kind of influence. That's that's the goal is uh, and right. I, and it's funny we just had our, our banquet the other day even though we're still in the playoffs we the banquet's yeah. out of the way because when you're seniors graduation and grad night and prom so we said we we knocked it out on on Friday but you know, we we do we have 
three goals because the school wants me to win. Okay, and trust me, I like to win too. We wanted we <laughs> yeah. want we want to try and get the kids if they want to continue playing, we're going to get them into a college and we will, or get them with a pro team. But the worst case scenario is we want them to leave here with good childhood memories. When I used to coach little league, not and, and, and again, this is not me patting myself on the back. What I hope is this really works, Katie. That people go, hey, it's working all of a sudden. What do they do? And I hope other coaches follow because we had the coaches that Jeff and I had. We used to talk about this all the time before we knew any better. Oh, you have that coach that kicks you in the ass. That's not the way it works. It doesn't work the way. Jeff knows now watching his kids play basketball and the great coaches they have, they don't kick the kids in the ass to get what you want. You get what you want through positive reinforcement. So when we'd go through Little League, and I was lucky enough to have two kids that were really good and helped us win a lot of championships to, to put them around them. But I used to get that sheet the next year to see who signed up. And I was just count how many kids signed up that played for me a year ago. And if all 12 signed up, I did a good job. Yeah, great. That was it. The championship didn't mean shit in the long run. No one, I mean, you look over, there's a wall to your right. It has like 70 championships. No one ever knocks on my fucking door and go, can I see your plaques? Nobody fucking cares. But it's those kids that I run into that go, hey, Coach Dave, you know? And I go, put a fucking hat on. I can't recognize you without a hat on. Who is this? <laughs> but, no, no, but you know what I'm saying? When they give you a hug and they share their life, what's going on? Hey, I'm going to college here. I graduated here. Or I'm getting married. Those are the best. I'll be honest with you. They, the fact they want to share their life with me is is to show that it worked for both of us. And they're all saying, I love you, coach. Yeah, that's it. Every one of them. Yeah, great. I mean, I th- yeah, and I think they, they don't even know what you're doing for them at this age. They're, they're the, too well, you young know to what? know. To be honest with you, through this whole thing with Jake, what they've done to me. I told them at the banquet, you guys have no idea. You did a lot more for me this year than I did for you. I right. promise you. I have a you know. quick quick question for both of you guys. I was thinking about this this morning, and I'll tie it back. Both of you have been lucky enough to do a lot in this business, right? Mm-hmm. Longevity. We go a long, long time done it. But as you look back on it, is there anything where you go, fuck, kind of wish I had done that in the realm of broadcasting. Do you have anything right now, Katie, today, where you look at, and you, go, you know what, that would have been really fun and I had never really done it. How many Olympics have you done? Two. One. Pretty one awesome. was one was not officially TV. So ninety two, I was there and okay. worked for Sports Illustrated actually. Yeah. Um, managing film, but I didn't. Twenty ten was in Vancouver, doing TV. Um, I don't. I I've never covered a World Series. I, really? Was that on your bucket list though? No. You know what? I don't know that. I don't know about that. I think I'm good. I think I will tell you that when I watch, you know what show I love is that TNT with Ernie Johnson. Aren't they great? Yeah, it's a great show. <laughs> I think that's that's the, the best job of all time. Dave, what about you? <clears throat> it's funny you say this. Is it, it, I, I've lived a really strange life when I look back at this where, number one, I've been on three reality TV shows, which is right. bizarre. Two, which it's not on my bucket list, but it's weird when you tell people that. How the hell were you on three reality TV shows? But but that just is weird. Honestly, I've met every single person in my life that I've ever wanted to meet. How many people can say that? I don't know. You know, I've met Magic Johnson. I've met Steve Garvey. I've met Tony Gwynn. I've, you know what I mean? There's no, I've, what about the, Julie Fowdy? And so I've met Julie it. Fowdy. Yeah. Awesome. Remember when she was here? Yeah, I met Julie yeah. Fowdy. I mean, honest to God, which is really weird. I've, I work with a guy every single day that's, you know, best of friends with me yeah. and family and and loves my kids the way I love his kids. I mean, it's we couldn't be more lucky. So I, I, there's not that one thing. There was a time where my number one job was to work at 710 ESPN in L.A. Jeff and I had a chance to do a show up at ESPN 710. And what happened? That was... Oh, they got, fucked us. They fucked, we got fucked up. You know what? The guy... <laughs> we got fucked over because the guy who wanted us to do the show and loved the show 
said, go ahead, do your thing. And right before we went on, the guy that wanted the job, which we didn't know, came in and said, remember this, Mickey Mouse is listening, so don't do any of the shit you guys normally do. So we just did a straight show, no personality, and it fucked us. And that guy ended up getting the job. Yeah. Better off. Yeah. If you can't be yourself. I watched today 20 different versions of the Kawhi Leonard hoop. Mm-hmm. What about, hold on, you didn't say your regret. Yeah, what about you? Well, that's what I'm getting at. Okay, well, Jesus. We'll get to it then. <laughs> Do you want another drink? <laughs> another drink. Um, there it is. Oh. There no. it is. There it is. As we're speaking, I watched it. So good. And I watched the U.S., I watched the Canadian, I watched Portuguese, I watched Chinese, the whole thing. And it took that today to go, you know what? I never once looked at play-by-play. But I would have loved to do hockey play-by-play. What would have done it? The color guy or the guy? No, the no, guy. Play-by. Wow. Yeah. Be the guy. Because the difference is, like, these guys call this today, and it's great, right? But there's so many hockey guys that are shit. Like, where you go, fuck, I could have done that. Yeah. And the great thing with hockey, like, my favorite hockey guy is Mike Lang, who 40, shit, longer than that, probably 50 years ago, was the voice of the Gulls. And Mike Lang is the longtime voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And he's the guy, you know, top shelf where they hide the peanut butter and grandma, get the hacksaw out, scratch my back. Not to that extent, but because that's just Mike's thing. But where you go, like, like the call, I'm telling you, the Canadian call on this yesterday, Harlan is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can find the Canadian call, the Canadian call is just as good. But that today where you were sitting there, and I think too, Katie, just having recently been at the Bell Center, having been in buildings and that energy of being, I was in the old Maple Leaf Gardens last week, which was great. But just that idea of going in that building and telling that story and being the eyes for the people that are in the car or anybody else. I'm surprised you didn't do that. How I never did. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good. That would have been a good fit for you. Yeah, I would have liked Hockey it. special, for sure. Yeah. That would, well, and it just, I love it, right? And mm-hmm. then, you know, fuck, you got to travel around, go wherever. and you're, But there's, for me, like, I've done stats. Dave's done stats well, for Al Horton, who is amazing with the Wolves. And it's so great. But... I love doing that every year, but that's not my game. And sitting with Mud or watching Ted or any of these other guys, Marty Brenneman and all the guys that we got to know over the years doing baseball, fantastic. But, well, Dave, tell you what, we had a great day today at the mall. <laughs> Swing and a miss, strike three. Katie's the back. I can fucking do that. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to do color commentating for baseball. Because for baseball? For baseball, I'd love to do it. You just could. just because, no one would ask me because I'm not a former player. But I'd love to do it and tell you what I see and tell you what the coach is trying to do. I see the game different now than I right. saw it years ago as a fan. So you, you understand setup pitches. You understand you and I sitting in, in um, basically dugouts for years with Tony La Russa three feet yeah. away who would manage four batters in, in advance or Bochi, and you start to realize that different guys – go about it. This pitch isn't the pitch. It's the setup pitch for two pitches down the line and different things to get guys out and how things work. I don't know. I, th- I think I've learned a lot. That's why I like when guys teach you something. I think Mark Sweeney's great yes. on teaching you on People why things hate happen. Him. He you know, is hated in this I, town. So is Kevin Ace. <laughs> but Mark, Mark Sweeney? Mark, hated. What do you mean you know hated? What? Padres Twitter thinks he, he's the master of the obvious. 
Boy, I disagree. I think Mark Sweeney oh, teaches you a battle. lot of stuff that that you just don't know. I, you know, these are the same Padre fans, by the way, with bases loaded. When Kinzer gets drilled by a pitch, they boo. It's like he just got a tying run because he got hit with the bases loaded. Better watch where you walk. But watch <laughs> where I walk. It's uh, but that, that that would be it. I like to I like people to point things out that I've I've never seen before. I you agree. know. Yeah. You know, I saw something the other day in baseball. I watched like Katie. I watched like three baseball games a day. I was flipped through. And I always look for that one thing that I haven't seen in a long, a long time or never seen before. And for instance, uh, a couple of years ago, the Cubs were playing the Padres, and the Padres are going to bunt. And the Cubs know the Padres are going to bunt, so they bring Rizzo all the way in. They bring Chris Bryant all the way in at third base, and there's a guy on first. Padres are going to bunt him over, and now the Padres are like, "Holy fuck, what are we going to do?" Yeah. Because Rizzo's a lefty first baseman. Bryant's obviously a righty. Mm-hmm. As soon as he bunts it, it's going to be a double play. This is yep. no getting around it. There's nothing you can do. And what Joe Madden did was he put a second baseman standing on first base to hold the runner on. So there's nowhere for him to take a big lead. And sure enough, that fucking guy, Andy Green, didn't know what to do. Right. And as soon as he bunted it, guess what? Fucking Rizzo, short, second, boom, double play. And you're like, dude, you're done. You had no fucking chance to beat Joe Madden right there because he showed you something a little bit different. I saw Urias the other day on the Dodgers. There's no interest, no no business batting, but he had to bat because he was pitching four innings and the Dodgers trying to wrap up the game. 3-2 count. Dude, fucking charged the pitcher while the pitch was in there. And he didn't swing the bat, but it threw the pitcher off like, what the fuck are you doing running Whoa. at me? Guess what? Ball four. Take your base. The pitcher freaked out. But it was you like love all that shady shit. It wasn't shady. I do. He, he likes to break it down. He, yeah, but, but he loves all these shady, but, sneaky, bullshit Dodger moves, Katie. But, he just, uh, has, he but, just loves the Dodger it was, moves. It, it, yeah. it, was, it was a genius move. I got to tell you real quick, Katie. Jeff's heard this shit before. All right, because some people say it's shady, little league stuff. So, so we played championship game East Lake <laughs> against Parkview. Okay, all stars, and I get a kid up to bat, and the pitcher we got bases loaded. Pitcher goes to deliver the pitch, and right before he's about to deliver the pitch, he takes his left hand, and he does a stop sign right at the pitcher. So the right hand means I'm calling, asking for time. Left hand doesn't mean jack shit. He just puts his hand up like stop. The kid fucking stops. Bach, winning run scores. Umpire goes, run scores. Dave, that's bullshit. <laughs> he yells at me. Guess <laughs> who won unbelievable. The, we won the fucking flag. The fucking weasel. Kids loved it. Great Kids childhood weasel. memory. <laughs> Great childhood memory. <laughs> Great childhood memory. Great childhood memory. Unbelievable. Who do you guys think is good, though, on as an analyst? Don't you think John Smoltz is good? Uh, John Smoltz, yeah. I think, is very good. Yeah. yeah, I like those guys. I, I, I think like John Smoltz is great. I do like, honestly, you don't like Mark Sweeney? I think Mark's fine, but I I, under, I just, I'm biased because I like him so much as a guy. Yeah. But Padres Twitter, when they point it out, it's very funny. Like, I laugh at all that shit. Look. Finally, people are paying attention. I love that. Right? Yeah. They're yeah. finally paying attention. For me, with all respect to Sweeney, I don't need a three-man booth. I, I don't it, like the I three-man booth either. I think it fucks up everything. I just like the chemistry between Mud and Orsillo. I talked to Mud today, and uh, he's just having a blast, man. He's just having a blast. And Orsillo, to me, is just... I watched Don a lot when he was in Boston, and... When he got jobbed there and the Padres went back and made that deal, uh, I just said on I said on 1360. I said it's the best free agent move because I'm not a Dick Enberg fan. I never was a Dick Enberg fan. I felt Dick talked down to people. I felt like Dick didn't necessarily respect everybody. 
And for me, I came up, I, I worked with Jerry Coleman. And Jerry Coleman treated everybody like they were, like, his hero. And Jerry had been to fucking war. Jerry had fought, flown planes. And I'm like, look. Twice. It, right. And Jerry and I shared a birthday. John? <laughs> call me John for 20 years. I didn't care. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> John? I love that guy. So that, then, when Vin would come to town, Vin treated everybody like they mattered. Marty Brenneman, who I got to know, treated everybody like they mattered. I'm sorry. Didn't get your feelings, sir. I'm telling you because I was there. Dick Enberg did not treat everybody like they mattered. And I wanted him to be great, loved his book, have no, nothing to say about his career. But as a guy, he could have been better. He could have been Jerry. He could have been Vin, and he wasn't. So when Enberg was being phased out and they went and got Orsillo, I was like, this is going to be great. And it to me, it's great. And he is the nicest dude in this town. He's just great. But he's so good. We finally have a guy who's doing national games. Jerry used to do Game of the Week on the weekend. But uh, but Don being on TBS and those goddamn I could watch Don and Jerry Remy clips on YouTube yeah, all day long. <laughs> the great when he with the pizza when Jerry Remy loses a tooth when, when the guy grabs a girl's boob. Yeah, when Jerry buys him a lamp and he's all fired up and then uh, yeah he had one the other day where he opened a window and Jerry Remy was freaking out like he just that's who he is. He loves Katie. You know you were on that beat. Dave and I we were on that beat. These fucking guys that would go out to the ballpark and bitch and complain about having to be out there. It's like, shut up. It's such a good gig. And Don every night tells you he loves what he's doing. Yeah, he's, and he's so good. He's great. They're funny together. God, they're funny. Mark Grant is funny. He's nuts, right? There was something on um, social media a couple weeks ago where he was talking about how to sew a button on. Mm. <laughs> did you guys see it? How great was that video? Oh he did it perfect. God, I thought I was going to die laughing. Well, he. I talked to him today. Because they're going, I just got back from Toronto and they're there in like 10 days. And he called me because he said, I want to go out. I want to go out and be in the middle of everything going outside of Scotiabank. I'm like, well, just fucking leave in the middle of the game. We don't need you. Put Sweeney in there, Scanlon. You'll be fine. Just leave in the fifth. Or Tony. Tony, right? That's great. Yeah. But it's. You've been there, Katie. It's a straight walk mm -hmm. from Rogers Center to Scotiabank. It's David's from here to my car. It's nothing. He's like, well, what else do I have to do? I go, dude, go to the market and get a pea meal sandwich. That's it, right? Go get a pea meal. He's like, I don't even know what that is. I go, just go ask for one and live the life. But he goes, I want to be in the middle of that. I want to be in the I go, that's what I said. I was in it a week ago uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Just when you're in there and hanging out and having the vibe. But, yeah, that for me, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, those guys, it's just, it's great. And they're having a blast, and it makes it really fun. I agree. I think it's exciting. We we need winners here. Who we absolutely the, do. Who were the guys on that Braves broadcast when you were there? Uh, when I first started, Skip was there. Good I guy? Talk, I loved Skip before he passed away. Pete Van Weeren? Pete Van Weeren before he passed away. All um, amazing. I traveled with Pete. I'm going to say, Katie, I've just same two names and they're both dead. 
And you kind of are starting to sound like that guy, Dale Peterson. Remember the cop that had like nine wives that yeah. passed away? I know. Oh, yeah. I did hear about that. Remember uh, that guy? Joe Simpson was color analyst. Is he dead? He's alive and he's great. What about okay. Don Sutton? Was he there? Don Sutton, yep. He was, So as you guys know, old school Braves where they would switch TV yes. and radio. So Don Sutton, Pete Van Weeren, Skip, and Joe Simpson. Yes. So I knew all of them. Joe is great. He's still doing some stuff for them. Chip Carey is now doing play-by-play, and I knew Chip because he filled in. Uh, John Chomby did play-by-play at the time. Chip He's took over. <laughs> and so Chip was great, and Joe, and now they've okay, got okay. – uh, so Chip's play-by-play right now and Joe Simpson, awesome. Yeah. And then Jeff Francoeur is doing a lot of that. Yeah. And he's terrific. That's cool. You know, uh, I remember Ricky Henderson told Don Sutton, he goes, when I retire, I want to be just like you. <laughs> and he goes, what, have a huge ass and play golf every day? <laughs> Ricky was all dizzy, didn't know what to say. Ricky was the guy to avoid in the locker room. <laughs> Ricky was the guy to avoid in the locker room. Ricky, you swing the bat up front, not in here. Sorry, Katie. Sorry, Katie. Oh, not a bat? Oh, my gosh. All right, hey, I want to mention a couple things, and I do have questions for uh, a couple questions for you, Katie, as well. Hey, I want to mention our good friend Dan Williams. Dan Williams, of course, is your guy, your financial expert. You're hearing more and more people say, what do I do living in California? Is that one of those things I can continue to do? We all know how expensive it is. The price of gas is insane. We know the price of electricity is going up. Even just to register your car living in California is different than anywhere else in the country. What can you do to make sure that you can retire and have a great life in California? The person to talk to is, is Dan Williams. Dan's your guy at 858-688-6813. Very good friend of the show. 858-688-6813. You know what I've determined I'm going to do, Dave? Dan's going to help me do it. I'm going to buy a big motor home like Jim Rockford. Yeah. Nice. Like the Rockford Files. That's it, Katie. All you right. should get one of those small houses. Oh, sorry, the that's tiny, like uh, tiny Johnny Weisbart. Dude, yes. I just saw him John on TV Weisbarth yesterday. I'll help you with that. John Weisbart will help you. I love John. I can't get over too. that. I was watching He's him yesterday for show. like eight hours, and I said, "Holy shit, look at this guy!" If you don't remember, John Weisbart used to be on uh, Channel 4. Four, and he started that. Yeah. Not only did he, is he hosted, Katie? Am I right? I think he owns it too. I think he owns, owns that the show. show. Which show are you talking about? The Who Tiny are? House Show. Yeah. Do you know, do you know I don't know about? that I don't know that he owns it or not. I'm oh, not I sure. He, okay. I know Betty's that, an executive producer. Yeah, he's been doing that for a while. I bet I'm that st- fucker's not living in a tiny house. Uh, no, <laughs> I have more shit in my trunk than would fit in that house. But if you're like, no, I'm not buying a tiny house and I'm not buying a goddamn RV. I'm buying a house. I got to call Dan. Here's the website: SanDiegoLending.us/DaveJeff. You can get it by going to our website. And if you go there tonight, only tonight. Or tomorrow, or the day after that. Uh, Dan's going to send you both of his books, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, which is so big right now. You know what? I'm going I'm to say something that I never would have expected to say on that. Borrow Smart, Repay Smart is very, very good. Do you know when I was in my 20s, and probably a lot of people did, I had credit cards, and you got credit yeah. cards, and your credit card goes down, right? There's nothing more fucking embarrassing than when you get to your 30s and you've kind of turned the corner and all of a sudden you're going to go buy a car and your credit score is a fucking joke. And the other day I pulled my credit. You know, I'm at 794. And for anything I've done recently, from a personal standpoint, I was just telling a friend of mine, I go, that's the thing I take the most pride in is that getting that goddamn number back together. Because now if I go to Dan, I go, hey, I want to buy a house. You don't have to be embarrassed when you put that number out. And but it is 
right along what Dan said. You have to borrow smart. You have to repay smart. The second one is how to purchase a home with no down payment, especially if you're in the military. So you can call Dan at 858-688-6813. But go get the book, sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff, and you'll get the books because, man, oh, man. You just you can buy a house with no down payment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How about can. my first VHS, house that way? You mean the VHA loan? Or? The, the VA loan is the first way I did it. Yeah, I like the VHA loan. We're going <laughs> we're gonna to take the FHL. Katie, this is what I like about you. You're always forward thinking. You're like Michael Keaton in Night Shift. We're going to feed the mayonnaise directly to the tuna and cut out the middleman. We're going to take the FHA loan. And we're going to merge FHA. it with the VA loan. I meant that. And Dan, it's okay. We're going to have the VHA loan. Dan, get that shit together. Seriously, Dan. Because I need my new VHA loan. You are the greatest thing ever. <laughs> she had bourbon. What do you want? Oh, she's wasted. Oh Katie, get a hold of yourself. I am not. When well, we're done not. with these, I got to tell you about a new neighbor that I found out I have today. Big time famous guy. Really? Oh, yeah. Ray Mysterio? No, I, you don't know about Ray Mysterio. Bigger. Bigger than your neck of the woods. Well, I'll, Ray's uh, five I'll, foot four. I'll, I'll let you. Yeah, but Ray will kill you. Ray will snap your <laughs> neck. Speaking of homes, Brian Curry is your guy. If you're looking for that perfect home in San Diego County, Brian Curry is your guy. The first guy to reach out to me yesterday on, on Mother's Day to make sure my wife was okay. Super nice guy. And I'm telling you, he's the guy to help you find your next beautiful home. Make sure you give Brian Curry a call at 619-251-1588. Again, no one knows San Diego County better. 619-251-1588. Heard from one of Brian's clients. I will rescue their name. The house was on and off the market in like no time at all. I mean, how many friends do you have that are looking? I have friends that are looking to make a move out of state, but they have to get their house moved in order to do it. And they're freaking out because the house has been on the market for 45 days because they're not necessarily giving the best advice as to what to set the market price at. That's why we love Brian. Been doing it for so long. He's going to help you. He's going to ask the questions that need to be asked if you're buying a house. Like, A, why is this house for sale? B, how long has it been on the market? Uh, and, and a million other things that I would never think to ask. That's why we got my man Brian Curry. Plus, he used to fly helicopters. And I've said to him, a couple of days we're going to get this divorce settled. And I already said to Brian, look, I'm going to have some money and I'm going to fucking blow it <laughs> on renting helicopters. <laughs> And you and I are just flying right into Rancho Bernardo. Da, 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 da. Boy, there's the hood. Over. Shh. We're going down, Katie. Drop it right there. Come on, Curry. It's his side. That's what we're going to do, Katie. Are you going to call him TC the whole time instead of BC? No. But because Dan Williams said I don't need that money I got, I could get a house with no down payment. I'm just going to fucking rent helicopters and get some of this bourbon. And I'm just going to sit in the back and slug it like you, Ric Flair. Yeah, you're going to need a house with a helipad in the back. Goddamn right. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be cool, Katie. No shit. Right, this fucking house doesn't have a heliport. Move it, move it, move it. <laughs> Don't you want to go like, Yeah. come on, Curry can fly a helicopter. Yeah, right? you'll be fine. That'd be cool. He's not invited to any more parties. Oh, my gosh, that'd be cool. All right, like, guess, Dave, what's the one thing? Hang on. Yeah, what's I'll the one my skill you can do? My one skill? I don't know, man. Do you have one? No, I don't think I have a skill. I can't juggle. juggle? I can't juggle. He can juggle. You you can juggle. I can do Ed McGuire. Fucking Curry. (laughs) Curry can fly helicopters. I wish I could fly a helicopter. I can't. Shit, that's so badass. It is. That, right, Katie? Here's the game we play all the time, Katie. If you could have one skill out of these, which one would you choose? 
I don't know if you can sing, but can you sing, dance real well, um, play the piano, mm. or at any time, and it will never go away, be able to dunk a basketball Ooh. the way like Vince Carter can dunk a basketball? If you have any of those skills, which one would you choose? I like that one. It's between dunking and singing. Yeah, for me, it's dunking. I, think I just want to be able to well, dunk. Especially cool. when you put the Vince Carter in there. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. At any time. It will never go away. You yes. can be 75 and still park the car and go to the playground I, and dunk. I like, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So, and you're going to have, when like when Josh has kids, yeah. and you can just all of a sudden just be playing. I'll be home. fucking Uncle you'll Drew. Be playing, yeah, you'll yeah. be playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uncle Here, kids, let me teach you how to play horse. Yeah. And then just dunk on them. That's it. And just hang there with my but arm in the rim. Would it be the multiples? Do you want reverse? Do you want 360? I, I just want to be able to do it. Right. That's yeah. it. And just never go away. That, 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 that'd be the case. All right, I'll tell you about my neighbor real quick. Okay, let me hear it. Okay, we always joke around. Donovan State Prison is back this way. Not exactly my neighbor, but you can see it depending on when you're on the road. Yeah. I've been there. Okay, have you been there? Mm-hmm. I had no idea Suge Knight's in there. No way. Yeah, <laughs> Suge Knight, Sirhan Sirhan. And, and both Menendez brothers. Men- Menendez brothers. And I just read this thing today about them that they didn't see each other for 22 years. Yeah. And then they got put together and they sat there and just hugged each other and cried. Because remember when we killed mom and dad? And remember got, that? I, they were just sitting I there eating that. ice cream? Remember when your, <laughs> your dumb idea? And I've been here Shit. for 22 years. Just having guys chase me around that look like Isai Morales and bad boys? <laughs> I'm goddamn scared. <laughs> do, do you even know that movie, Katie? Katie! What wasn't the, wasn't the, up in there it wasn't the Will Smith bad to? boys. It was bad boys with Sean I Penn. I bad yeah. boys. I just don't remember that part. No, bad boy was Sean Penn. Yeah, I remember Isai Morales was beating the shit out of him. I don't him. remember. He almost kills him with an ice pick right at the yeah. very end. And he stabs it in the mat instead. See, I have a really good friend who he and I were on the USA Boxing Board of Directors together. We're still friends. He is a bigwig at Donovan. Now, if you had your shit together okay. <laughs> and could put this thing together, we could probably go down there and pull off an interview. Now, if we had one, yeah. I know where I'm going. If we had one, are you going, oh, fuck. Are you going Suge? Are you going Menendez Brothers? Or are you going Sirhan? I would Sirhan? love to talk to Sirhan Sirhan, but he's not going to give you shit. That's the guy, dude. But he's not going to give you shit. Suge would fuck? talk. Suge would talk. Yeah, Suge would talk. He'd rap fuck get everybody. Out. Yeah, and then we get out. We get the shit beat out. Yeah, that's Why true. don't you guys go there and just do the podcast? Just that's for what I'm en- saying. Yeah. But do it for entertainment, not necessarily. For those guys? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a denim shirt. Dude, like John. God, that's a crazy thing, huh? Just wear black. That's how the Folsom. Mo- that's yeah, it. Folsom. Yeah. I think it's pretty mellow over there. And we just make some bullshit up, use that same Johnny Cash line. They don't want us doing this shit and start breaking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Get everybody fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dave, I like your call. I'm gonna I'm gonna set that up. We're gonna go down and talk to Sirhan Sirhan. I don't think Sirhan Sirhan would talk. I think Suge Knight would talk. Sirhan Sirhan, what's he gonna say? Yeah, I fucking shot him in the kitchen. Yeah, it was in the kitchen at the ambassador. Yeah. And isn't it crazy that Tom Hanks went and filmed a movie there? <laughs> um that's the guy for me, Katie. Who's your guy? Would you go would you go Suge Knight? Would you go Menendez Brothers or Sirhan Sirhan? What do you mean? To Who would you like interview? to interview? Oh, probably Suge Knight. Suge would be pretty wild, right? You think Suge would like that I named all my early day fantasy baseball teams Death Row? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Death Row, I'd attribute to him. It's true. 
had a tree. He just puts a cigar out. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Why are you so mean? That hurt. Uh, no shit. Yeah. How long is he there? I don't. Well, I don't know. I just found out today. Mm. Good night. How about that? How about, right. that? <laughs> how about that? All right. We're going over there. Um, Katie, give people details yes. how we can get to the event and come down and hang out. I got to figure out how to get the link. How do I get the link out on a podcast? Well, all we can do is how about if we follow you on social media? Mm-hmm. Because... Facebook and Twitter mostly right now with this. Okay. So on Twitter, where are I on Twitter? KT Coaching. KT Coaching. If you follow Katie on Twitter... At KT Coaching. I know Dave's put the link out. I'll put the link out. Thanks for putting the links out. Come on. It's such an amazing cause. So we'll have Barbie. By by the way, we were talking about Disappointing Joseph, who Mm -hmm. you guys was at your guys' event, and they're terrific, and they're playing. And then we're going to have intermittently a DJ Beats by Reggie. So that'll be fun. Great. And then Ivan Munoz, who is a serious barbecue specialist champion, champion. what's on the what's on the menu do we he, know i'm not point? sure i'm gonna i don't know yet but he's gonna he's at moonshine flats so he's oh, wow. he's accomplished he's a superstar and he's doing this all for charity he's bringing some of his buddies some of yeah. his other the, just, uh, sean walchef's a friend of his right and a, but but i don't think sean can make it unfortunately but i was hoping when ivan said he was going to bring some of his friends that sean was going to be there but we're going to barbecue they're bringing barbecue they're bringing dessert we're going to have live music and fantastic and when does it all start it's May 21st at the Loading Dock in Little Italy, 5.30 to 9. Sure. 75 bucks gets you barbecue, dessert, live music, and, and two drink tickets. And a bunch of really cool items are going to be up for auction, including batting practice with Tony Gwynn Jr. That's going to be for the gala. So okay. this is all going to Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Perfect. We should say that. And then the June 1st is when the competition is done, and we're having a gala at the Hyatt. Oh, in, gotcha. Okay. In La Jolla, and so we're going to have an auction there. And really so cool. we'll got and Tony Gwynn Jr. is going to do hitting lessons. So those are going to be. I can let you guys know those auction items will be online 24 hours before the gala. Okay, great. So, but we will have a few things. We'll have we'll have some things at the event. We'll have. Uh, I'm not sure how we're organizing them yet. A, well, Katie, I'm telling you because I did it myself, and it's crazy. But right now, it's incredibly rewarding, right? It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah, it it'll make you a little batty. But as I've said to you a million times over the last couple of months, just remember what the Remember what the end goal is, right? right? Remember just the people that you're doing it for. Right. And and you're good about that. And, you know, I was at Scripps Research Center a couple weeks ago, and Mm -hmm. they took us on a tour, and we went into a couple labs, and then we had a few scientists showing us exactly what they're doing to help find a cure with the funding from Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And that was really nice to know that the money matters. And I spoke to this one woman named Bibi. She's Spanish, and she's here because... The government's not investing in science research wow, for cancer. That's crazy. And that's why she's here, because she wants to help find a cure. So it was nice to know that the money that LLS funds is really making a difference. And so that's what it's all about. So to your point, when you kind of tell me to keep my chin up, and mm-hmm. Rick Schloss says, keep your chin up. Remember, yeah. this is mm-hmm. 
this is this is all for a good cause and anything you can do is helpful but you've got these people like ivan munoz and disappointing joseph and my campaign manager nancy hughes who i could not do this without so you feel like you don't want to let them down because you want to do your best and you know what when it's all said and done you're going to feel great right you know i mean it's going to be worth the time because you're going to help people out right i think that's the point you give them money to fund right and i would say this for everybody the one thing that happened for me as we got a couple of weeks out was so many of you reached out and said hey i want to help and i've got this item or that item or we can do this and we can do that and i just took everything i just took everything because i just felt like that night we we were raising money for five charities and uh i just felt like i didn't want to say no to anything but along those lines if you were part of that group, I continue to be thankful to you. But if you're like, well, great, let me do this for Katie. This is all you need to do for Katie. Buy a ticket. Buy a ticket. Please. That's it. We just, I'm just asking on Katie's behalf with, you know, as Ringo said, with peace and love. <laughs> um, we don't need anything donated right now. We don't. I appreciate it. I know on behalf of Katie, you do. What we need is people to buy tickets. I would say, though, that if 75 is out of your price range, which is understandable, then mm-hmm. there is a link just to donate anything that you that can. That would be great, too. And it, it's yeah. it's all appreciated, and I'm grateful for all of it. Yeah. I think that's really nice, too. That if Yeah. And believe me, um, as we found, little things that go 5 and 10 and 15 and 25 and all these different amounts that came in, from the page that we set up at the end of that night is Dave and I and, and Erica and Lisa and Josh were in a hotel drinking bourbon about a mile and a half (laughs) down from here. The $15,000 in cash that we were able to go around to different charities when Dave and I said a gold raise 2,500, um, and give everybody a check for three grand was a blast. Right. And so, um, but yeah, Follow that. Follow Katie, Kate Temple Coaching, and just make a donation. But hopefully you can come down. We can see it. We're going to be down there. You're coming, right? You I know you buy your ticket. I saw your name. Thank yeah, you. God, of course. Come on. How do we buy our ticket? I can send you the link. Okay, but yeah. again, I'll, only through the link through social media. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll keep put, putting it out. So I got to do the same thing. Yeah, okay. and we'll put it out, and I'll, I'm going to tweet it every day this week. Thank you. Yeah, come on. It's great. And then... Uh, next twenty, uh, next Tuesday night, the twenty first, we'll see you in Little Italy. And then, Perfect. if you guys want to know, just because I know you have a bunch of sports fans, we've got some good auction items for that June first. Yeah, there's some great stuff that she she's just waiting to confirm that we already talked about off there that you're gonna want. And I will say this: John Conniff and Matt Fryers, who continue to be amazing for us, have just sent me um, a collection of baseballs, and I got them when I got home. I haven't even had a chance to go with them. I'm sure John will have no problem because it's for uh, cancer and leukemia and lymphoma. I'm going to go through those, Katie. Those have been donated. I'll make sure that we have one of those. I know you're putting together a really cool Padres basket, but I know we have at least Buddy Reed and some of the other minor leaguers have signed. We'll take a really cool baseball from that. We'll make sure that gets in the basket on behalf of John Conniff and all the guys at Mad Friars who have been incredibly helpful for our event if you were there we had chris paddock sign baseballs we had mackenzie gore sign baseballs fernando tatis baseballs on august 1st and look at what those baseballs are tonight uh for katie's event coming up on june 1st we'll go through again for kevin charity and dave J, john conniff and all those guys at matt fryers who have been so 
fantastic. Uh, Katie, on behalf of those guys and on our show, we're happy to kick one of those in as well. Awesome. It'll be a great time. I want to mention a couple other things. I'm going to ask you a Manny Machado question, Jeff, and you aren't going to like I'm it. I'm not going to answer I guarantee you aren't going to like it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> see what just happened there? You see we went that, from Katie? curing cancer to go fuck yourself. How does that happen? Well, that'd be great. That's what you call a transition. <laughs> that is. Wait, that That's right. like watching Colin Jost yeah. on, on the yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says that. Says, he says, oh, I don't know how I'm going to transition that into that. That was. <laughs> Next time you're on Channel 8 and they're like, Katie, tell us about the ducks. Hey, I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. That's what I'll tell you to do. Go ahead. Alan Taylor, Taylor Made Pools. He's our My guy. God. I tell you, Ben, I love the fact that you people support our sponsors and you call Alan Taylor and you know exactly the weather's getting nice look this this yeah. may gray is going to go away you're going to wish you had that pool in the backyard 20 years in san diego tailored may pools they can make the perfect pool for you make your backyard a staycation with the saltwater technology the waterfalls the grout of the slides please call alan taylor at 619-449-4452 619-449-4452 it's funny dave i looked at his website today yeah because there was i don't know if you guys were on i think i saw it on facebook and there was this incredible video of this black lab who was like stretched out on like a pool, like it looked like a pool mat. And this black lab was just cruising around the pool. And I sent that link to a friend of mine. I go, what's better, the pool or the dog? And the friend of mine's like, oh, the pool. I'm like, I want that fucking dog. That dog's <laughs> the coolest dog ever. So I was, I was telling this friend, I go, ah, my buddy Al Taylor, Taylor Made Pools, makes them. You got to go see. So if you go to DaveAndJeffShow.com, under sponsors is Taylor Made Pools. I went and looked at them. Look, I've spent probably 22 days in the last year in Canada. I don't remember one day where you go, you know what would be great here? A nice outdoor pool. <laughs> the only thing I remember going was, God damn, I could use another pair of gloves and fucking freeze in here. So for that maniac to come down from Canada, and develop the ability to build pools at the level that he does. They're gorgeous. But you can go see them. Dave mentioned at the grotto. Katie, uh, when I met Katie, Dave, you remember, she had that first pool party. And it was Katie. It was Terry Burhans. Yeah. They had an incredible band. And the one thing that Katie said was, before you leave tonight, make sure you check out the grotto. And I was like, I almost didn't do it. But goddamn, were you spot on. So when you get that pool You're built, a good listener. I try. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you get that pool built, get that grotto. Who oh knows? My Terry Burhans will come to your house, too. Uh, so there's a big event coming up June 9th. It's right here at Otay Ranch Oh, Mall. yeah. It's the San Diego Egg Fest. It's Sunday, June 9th, 2019. And don't Are forget- we signing up and kicking the shit out of Ben and Woods on that thing? Are they going to be there as well? I just called them out. Okay. <laughs> but only if you're going to help. Hotsaucesandmore.com. That's where you go. Hotsaucesandmore.com. I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be out of town that day. Where are you going? It's my wife's birthday. We're going your to wife Vegas. has about nine birthdays a year. <laughs> she doesn't do the birthday month bullshit. Goddamn, if your wife's birthdays as often as it would, she'd be 78 years what old. What do you want me to do? All right, should I want to see a goddamn tickets. driver's license. <laughs> Can you, Get her out here. Can you let him finish the billboard? The, 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 he doesn't let it go. He taps out all the time. Sugar! I wouldn't tap out. It's around the goddamn corner. I could literally drink that bottle of bourbon and walk over there. It's not no, that look, far. I'll be there. I know you will be there. Bring the, my kids. I tell you what, they're going to love it. Jeff's all about the barbecue. Can you? Grill His kids kidding? are going to know how to grill. Not like Ivan Munoz, the barbecue. 
Oh, where will we see him? He, oh, that'll be at the event on May 21st. Oh, shit. I'm going to that. <laughs> and then I'm going to this event. Savory Barbecue. Yeah. From one of San Diego's best. Again, don't forget. <laughs> $60 per couple, $35 per person. This is what you want to do. You want to be part of this. As again, the warm weather. We talk about barbecuing all the time. In San Diego, you're lucky enough to do it. Uh, 365, hot sauces Uh Yesterday, Saturday, I'm out with my kids. Said to my son, Cade, I go, what are you doing tomorrow? It's Mother's Day tomorrow. And he said, uh, well, we go shopping. So mom and I go, you know what's going to be cool? I go, get up early tomorrow and make her breakfast. And he goes, yeah. He goes, all right. He goes, well, I don't have a, I don't have a alarm. I don't have anything. I go, Kate, your mom gets up early and gets in the shower before you guys go out. Just tell her to, to wake you up. So he did it. She woke him up. She goes, gets in the shower. She comes out, and he made her scrambled eggs, a bagel, orange juice. Now, here's the fucking kid. This fucking kid is so funny. He goes, uh, you know, I tried to make two. Like, I see the picture on social media, and I'm all fired up for him. This is 1,000% a true story told to me by my son last night. He goes, uh, yeah, he goes, I tried to make her uh, vodka and soda, too. Oh, really? I was like, what? I go, well, what happened? He goes, well, I thought it was supposed to be, like, the majority part vodka and just a little part soda. And I go, well, that's the way your mom drinks them. And he's dying laughing. He goes, no, 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 it wasn't. I go, well, shit, how come I didn't see that in the Facebook picture? That's great. He's all laughing. But the thing I love about it is at age 11, he's cooking up a storm. I love it. Cooks up a storm. He says to me all the time, he's like, Dad, I want to learn how to, to fire up the grill. I'm like, fuck yeah, I got you covered. So... If you are 11 or 21 or anywhere in between, one of the great things on June 9th is they're going to have four different classes with you. Uh, 1030 in the morning, if you want to learn how to cook with wood, because I can cook on the grill, but yeah. that's the one thing that everybody's always talked about, right? Bringing in the wood element, especially on the big green egg. Be there at 1030 in the morning because Patty Fisher Sharp is going to show you everything you need. Coming up at noon... If you've got the big green egg, but you're not really sure how to do it, they're going to have eggs 101. Uh, One o'clock, apple mustard pork belly by Chef David Rose is going to be pretty wild. And then I'll tell you this, for as many times as I fired up the grill, never thought about doing prime rib on there. Yeah. You can do it, and David Rose is going to show you how to do it. All of it uh, you can find at hotsaucesandmore.com slash events. Sunday, June 9th, we want to thank Rita and wish her her happiest. Uh, 17th birthday oh, of the year. Of a yeah. You're Happy a son of a birthday, You're a Rita. son of a bitch. I'll be there. <laughs> you dick. And finally, uh, Kyle Fluker. Of course, you're looking oh. at websites and you go, man, I need to have a better website. I need more people to come to my website because it doesn't look professional. Kyle's your guy. 619-500-6621. You know who's doing it? Our friend Julie Brahman. Mm-hmm, she nice. is. She it, said she loved it, so she's going to copy you. Yeah. Biggest hey. form of flattery. Absolutely. Perfect. 619-500-6621. A bunch of new things coming to our website. We just got to try to get a bunch of things in. I also want to thank everybody who has asked about Jake's projects. We're just waiting on a couple of final things to come back. It is a bit of a slow-moving process, but we want to make sure we do it right. So jakesprojects.org will be up and running shortly. Again, being handled by our pal Kyle Fluker. There you go. All right, here's a real quick for you. 
Padres take on the Dodgers starting tomorrow. Yep, okay. Paddock against Kershaw. Which is pretty cool. It's kind of like cool. the changing of the guard, right? Yeah, the, like it. the old ace, uh, Padre fans expect the new ace. I think if I was a betting guy, I'd go put my money on the Padres because the Dodgers don't haven't seen to, them before. Don't try to jinx it. I'm just telling you. How'd I'm that feel coming up? <laughs> yeah. Make you a little lightheaded? I, you know, it's funny. I heard Dylan Hernandez say, oh, it's almost over for the Dodgers. I'm like, it's not ever going to be over for a team like the Dodgers. It's going to go out and buy what they need. Right. They're going to keep developing, and whatever they don't have, they're just going to go buy it and get something else. Yeah. They're not going to sit there and go through these these you know downtrodden seasons. It's not going to be like that for them. But I agree. For the Padres, the best years are in front of them. You went and saw Gore just the other day again. Mm-hmm. You see what's right coming there. through there. So when you look at a great series, again, it's always exciting with the Padres and Dodgers are playing. But Paddock against Kershaw is a pretty good matchup tomorrow night to watch. I was going to ask you, though, about Machado. Because here we are. It's May 13th. You can't tell me you're getting your money's worth. Dave, I have not seen... Two seconds of Padre baseball in two weeks. Is that right? Yeah. Where fucking the hell you been? Canada. Fuck. Yeah. In fucking Canada. Uh, Freddie Galvis. I did see Freddie Galvis. I saw more Freddie Galvis than Vlad Jr. What's your problem with Machado? He's hitting two fifty two with 21 runs knocked in. Mm. He's just in your average for third baseman right. in Major League Baseball making $300 million. Yeah, I wouldn't say average when you watch the plays. He's at two fifty two. Yeah, well, he's got... Fuck over your Dodgers that's great. tomorrow, punk. Well, that's fine. He fucked us over in the World Series. I saw it. Asshole. Hitting 178, cocksucker. I can't wait till he hits one right back. At Why Kershaw. not? He already hit like three of them off the Dodgers the first time around. Yeah, right. Um, hits one at Kershaw. What a dick. That's a dick thing to say. He hits him right in the spleen. That's a good matchup tomorrow, though. It is yeah. a good matchup. It is. Josh, my kids. Josh said to me, because you want to go? Come on, you would go if you if you, you could get up early in the morning and go, right? Yeah. Where, go up to Dodger Stadium for those games? Yeah, I would go up in a second. I got to coach a playoff game tomorrow against Coronado. I can't make it. That's yeah. a big deal. You need, a, you need some sleep. <laughs> yeah, we got to wrap You got to carb up. You got to carb up, kiddo. Carb up. I got to tell you the move I pulled on that. We played Coronado earlier in the year. and We won 9 nothing. So our kids, unfortunately, once you win once, they fucking think every game's an easy game. Yeah. So I told him today, I said, you know, I talked to the coach at Coronado, and he said they felt their season took a turn for the worst after us, and they've been talking about getting a rematch against us all along, and they can't, couldn't be happier about playing Benita in the playoffs, and this is where they uh, get revenge on you guys because you guys were a joke. What never, the f- – that kid's lost their shit. And they lost a complete the, lie, right? Oh, complete lie. Good. Co- coach at Coronado is a great guy. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we would never say anything like no, that. Nice These guy. kids were so fucking mad and started throwing their shit and was like, oh, it's on. <laughs> and I mean, it was. And then, so Rita goes after it. She goes, Are you going to tell them after the game that you made all that shit up? I go, No. No. I'm going to have to use that next line on fucking Sage Creek right. in two days. Yeah. yeah. It's called strategy. Exactly. Right. Saban would do it. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> Bobby Cox would do it. Irish Pat Murphy. Yeah. I told one of the kids, head coach is going to make up with, make out with your mom after oh, the game. Oh, no. What? Yeah, all kinds of shit made everything up. Um, follow Katie on Twitter, at KTempleCoaching. It's always great seeing you. Thank oh, you for coming yeah. all the way down. I know. I love you guys. Thanks we for coming you. all the way down here. Yeah, you're the great, greatest. It's a pretty drive. I was telling Not Dave. Not bad, right? No, it's pretty gorgeous mountains and wide free. I said... 
the um, there wasn't a lot of traffic, so you know the roads are big and right. spacious. And I said, you know, I went down the wrong lane on oh, the, no. the toll road. On the toll road, oh, am shit. I going to get like a six hundred dollar yeah. bill? No, mail? just make sure you pay it. Yeah, it's just driving dirty. Went right you through the pay see. lane, didn't pay I for didn't shit. See, it was a, there was <laughs> right. a difference. <laughs> uh, at Kate Temple Coaching is uh, where Katie's at on Twitter. We'll put the link out all week. But just make a donation. If you can come down and hang with us in Little Italy. But good on you, Katie. Uh, do me a favor, too. If you go and follow Katie, watch the videos. Watch the videos because it'll tell the backstory of why this means so much to Katie. And that's that's just what I've said to you every step of the way. It's just remember what you're doing it for. You're doing a great thing. We're all very proud of you. It's going to be a great night. And before you go, right now, if you had a guess, how long you think the show went? That we just were on? Yeah. An hour? Dave, what's the time? Hour 23. Go, flies by. You there were you dynamite. Well, we were, it's because we were chatting before. I didn't. I don't right? even know if I knew yeah. where it started. <laughs> no, thank make you, it guys. Easy. Congratulations that it's still going strong, stronger than ever. Yeah, how we many, love doing it. Yeah. How many subscribers? Four. <laughs> no, I don't know. What but, but bring that up for? Um, no. no, you have a lot. We do we're, have a lot. You have a lot. I think we are closing in, and we may know as early as Thursday. I think we're close to 2 million downloads. Um, which we're pretty excited congratulations. about. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank thanks. You. It's been fun. It's I mean, it just, look, like like we were saying earlier, I think what's where this show has worked, and I'm incredibly thankful, Dave, I know you are as well, is like what I've said to people is in the podcast world, you can't just roll in and be like, hey, what do you think about Mackenzie Gore? Because you better bring it. And so... Yeah, this show, man, we were able to do it. And if you don't have stories to tell, people are going to find somebody who does. And hopefully it's us. But it, it's been great. And, uh, yeah, been a lot of fun. Good Absolutely. things coming. Thank you, Katie. Appreciate it. Thank you. So oh.